0: Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Mabrowski Nelson. Marzell with the open net, and he scores! Yes, 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 yes. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could be with us today as we talk. Islanders hockey here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Always great to be with everyone, and we've got a lot to talk about on today's show. Simeon Varlamov, would it make sense for the Islanders to consider trading him right now? There have been Some articles written about this, and we're going to break it down and talk about it. It's something we've touched on in the past briefly on the show. We're going to cover it in a little bit more depth today. We've got our weekly farm report. We'll talk about all things happening. Bridgeport Islanders and our Islanders' birthday of the day will take you back to the first season in Islanders' history. All that and more coming up on today's show. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Isles, And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And once play resumes, I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. Let's get down to business here. Uh, Some articles written and some people talking. and, And it's something that, again, shouldn't be a shock because I have mentioned it in the past. And that is that the Islanders... There's rumors going around they may be considering trading Simeon Varlamov. And why? Well, it kind of does make sense. Now, I'm not saying the trade is imminent. There are no rumors that they're shopping him right now, but the trade deadline is coming up. And if the Islanders don't get back into the playoff hunt, trading Simeon Varlamov would make sense on a number of levels. Why? Why? Well, for one thing, Varley is 33, so he's still sort of at the back end of his prime, but maybe one or two seasons left before his numbers would probably start to slow down, or at least one or two seasons left until his trade value starts to go down. He also has one year left on his contract. That would be next season, and... uh You're talking about a guy with a cap hit of $5 million per year. When you put that together with the fact that Ilya Sorokin has outplayed Varley this year and is younger than Varlamov and really is the goalie of the future uh, for this team that probably by next year Varlamov may lose the starting job to Sorokin anyway, it really does make sense for the Islanders to try to find a taker before the trade deadline for Varley. Now, the Islanders right now are 11 points out of that first wild card in the Eastern Conference. And yeah, the Islanders do have some games in hand, but... At the same time, if they don't start making up that ground, it really would make sense to free up some cap space at the trade deadline and maybe get, whether you can get a defenseman that would help the team or a a forward that would help the team, or you free up the cap space, look, I have no doubt, based on what he's done in the KHL, that Simeon Varlamov could play 60-65 games a season if the Islanders needed him to and you could bring in a backup goalie for less than a million dollars a year, save four million dollars maybe a little bit more in cap space and help have enough room to bring in a player either at the trade deadline now or more likely during the offseason that could help take this team to the next level and you know Look, Varlamov has been superb for this Islanders team over the last couple of years. This year, <clears throat> he started the season injured, didn't participate in training camp, and his numbers have not been up to snuff. Do I have any doubt that once he's 100% healthy, that he can get back to playing well? Yeah, I, I, I think he will. And I think we'll we're starting to see more of the Simeon Varlamov we expect to see, in his more recent games, now that he's sort of getting back into the groove and getting back in shape. But I will say this, it makes sense to think about trading Simeon Varlamov for those reasons. And, you know, look, this season, the Islanders are off to a slow start. Obviously, the 13-game road trip to start the year had something to do with it. The COVID situation had a lot more to do with it. The way that COVID wrecked this team and that the league didn't stop it, step in and, and reschedule more of the Islanders' games had something to do with it. But if this team is not going to the playoffs and you're thinking that Ilya Sorokin is the goalie of the future anyway, it really does make sense to try to move on from Varlamov Especially if he does pick up his play between now and the trade deadline, because then his value increases. You're not selling him when his value is the lowest or trading him when his value is the lowest. And as a result, you can get a good return. There are teams, do you think the Edmonton Oilers, for example, who are going to fight for a playoff berth, have so much offensive talent, you don't think Varley would be an upgrade for them? Uh, and that they wouldn't be interested in a player like Simeon Varlamov. There are several other teams who could benefit from him. So it's it's been put out there, and I think it makes sense. Whether or not it will happen remains to be seen, and Lou Lamorello has some choices to make. Wanted to also let everybody know the NHL on Tuesday announced some changes to the schedule, and here's what they did. The November 30th game, The Islanders in Philadelphia now going to be played January 18th in Philly, 7 o'clock Eastern time start. The game the Islanders originally had scheduled on January 18th, which was a home game against Columbus, that's been postponed with no rescheduling date as of yet announced. Then you add the January 22nd game, That was Islanders at Toronto. That has now been rescheduled to April 17th at 7 o'clock Eastern time. And the Toronto at the Islanders game, which was originally scheduled for April 17th, will now be January 22nd. So you flip-flop the two games, Islanders at Toronto and Toronto at Islanders. You also move the original January 18th game, Islanders hosting Columbus, now the Islanders travel to Philly. We still don't know when the Columbus game will be made up. But these are the first of what will be several more schedule moves made by the New York Islanders. And really what the NHL is hoping to do by flip-flopping the games, home games between the Toronto and the Islanders. They're hoping that by April 17th, there will be fewer restrictions on attendance in Canada and in specifically in Toronto. And that they'll be able to have more fans At the game. When we come back, we'll have our farm report. We'll talk about all things Bridgeport Islanders. Plus, we have our Islanders birthday today and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. It's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, Make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar, and Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, and unlike other protein bars, they can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You know, you want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring, and by like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well... Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and yet have 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So, you know, Built Bar just has so many advantages, and there are so many flavors to choose from. You got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, my favorite, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Bilt is always coming up with new limited time flavors, so check out Bilt.com often to see what's new. Go to Bilt.com and use the promo code lock 15 You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It's time for our weekly farm report as we talk about all things Bridgeport Islanders. And uh, it's been a busy week for the Islanders, but not necessarily a great week since we last did our farm report Uh Last Wednesday, the 29th of December, uh, the Islanders lost to the Hartford Wolfpack by a score of 3-2, to two, and uh, that was a disappointment at the Webster Bank Arena. Two goals scored in the second period by Hartford, and then one in the third, putting that game out of reach. Then on New Year's evening, they played a a 605 game against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms in Lehigh Valley. That game they fall in overtime by a score of 2 to 1. The Islanders trailed 1 to nothing but tied it up in the third period before giving up the overtime goal to fall in that one and then another overtime loss on Sunday against the Hershey Bears and again the the road trip, they go 0-1-2. Basically, kind of a disappointing situation right there for the Islanders. So, overall, you know, not what you were hoping for. But, again, the Islanders play. Now, here's the, the Hershey game. We have a little bit more information. Eric Brown ties the game up in the third period. That gives the Islanders a point But Shane Gerrish uh, turns the puck, forces a turnover, and then beats goalie Ken Appleby to clinch the win for uh, Hershey in that game. Chris Terry got the first goal for Bridgeport. It came in the first period on a breakaway, and uh, that one basically tied the game at 1-1. And then in the third period, Garrett... Pilon scores, beating Appleby to the blocker side. Eric Brown ties it in the third. And then in overtime, Gerritsch ends up with the game winner. So, not the best week for Bridgeport overall. Not a terrible week. I mean, they still do pick up two points in their three games. Uh, but you want to do a little bit better than that going 0 1 and 2. And there will be a game tonight, a home game Wednesday, January 5th, against the Providence Bruins. That one is at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. And then two more home games this weekend. One Saturday night at 7 o'clock against the Charlotte Checkers. And then Sunday at 3 p.m., another game against the Charlotte Checkers. All those games on AHL TV or Because they're home games, you can get tickets uh, and come see the Bridgeport Islanders at the Webster Bank Arena. So Providence Wednesday tonight, and then Charlotte Saturday and Sunday, a three-game homestand for Bridgeport right now. And you look at, again, the, the scoring leaders. Chris Terry, 11 goals, 26 points. He leads the team in both of those categories Otto Koivula now leading the team with 16 assists. He has 22 points. Arno Durando has 17 points. Austin Zarnik, 15 points in only 20 games. And Zarnik, who has been up with the uh, with the parent club, the NHL Islanders, we don't know, you know whether or not once players get healthy and return to the lineup, Zarnik probably heading back to Bridgeport, but we have to see. How that ends up playing out. And you know, again, the goaltending situation, uh Corey Schneider, three six and one, a nine-o-eight save percentage, and a record again of three six and one, while Jakob Skarick, seven, eight, and three, a three oh four goals against average and a nine-o-two save percentage. And You know, look, COVID affecting the AHL team as well. Obviously, whenever players on the NHL list get called up to the taxi squad, that weakens Bridgeport. But you know what? I think every AHL team is dealing with COVID in one way, shape, or form. And again, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get a hand on that and, and reduce the difficulties that COVID is causing both the NHL and AHL versions of the Islanders. Bridgeport now again in 8th place in the Atlantic Division with a 4.06 point percentage, and that's how they're doing it. They're 10, 16, 3, and 3. 3 overtime losses, 3 shootout losses, 10 wins, 16 regulation losses. So 26 points, which would put them sixth, but... With the percentage, because they played 32 games more than any other team in the Atlantic Division, they are in 8th place. 7 of the 10 wins in regulation. And uh, we have to hope that Bridgeport can sort of pick things up just a little bit more and get back on track. You know, they were playing well the last couple of weeks and now seem to have fallen off a little bit this week, unfortunately, with the 0-1-2 performance. Got to pick it up. Goal differential right now is minus 19, and uh, that is something that they need to work on and try to improve. We do the farm report here every Wednesday. Occasionally, if there's uh, games or a lot of news, we move it to a Thursday. But most of the time, Wednesday, time for our farm report. And it's always great to talk about the future New York Islanders and the prospects And what they're doing today. So uh, always make sure you join us for that. We've got more to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. When we come back, we go to the very first year uh, in Islanders history uh, to talk about our Islanders birthday of the day. And it's always fun to do these. So uh, we're going to go back and look at a rare win, by the way, from the first year in Islanders history. All that and more coming up. On the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word, Locked On, to receive your bonus. Yes, they'll give you free money to bet on site, matching your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit because you are a listener to the Locked On Islanders podcast. And from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC... Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And we take you all the way back to the first season of Islanders history and wish a, a very happy. 76th birthday to former Islanders forward Bob Cook. Now, it's a day early. His birthday is actually January 6th. Cook made his NHL debut with the Vancouver Canucks in their first year in the league, 1970-71. Played for the Red Wings in 72-73 and then was with the Islanders in 72-73 and 73-74. Later played briefly for the Minnesota North Stars, before hanging it all up after the 75-76 season. Only 72 career NHL games for Bob Cook. 13 goals, 9 assists, 22 points, and 22 penalty minutes. But, you know, he did have some pretty strong games with the Islanders, and we're going to look at one of them. Uh, March 20th, 1973, at the Nassau Coliseum, the old California Golden Seals Come to town, Gilles Malache, the goalie for the Seals, Jerry Desjardins in between the pipes for the New York Islanders, and it was the Seals getting on the board first. Craig Patrick, yes, the future assistant coach of the 1980 U.S. Olympic team and future coach of, and GM of the Rangers and the Penguins, he scores the first goal, his 18th, from Ted McAnally and Daryl Maggs just 2 minutes and 10 seconds into the game, Islanders trailing to the Seals 1-0, but the Islanders' power play gets it back. Ted McAneely off for cross-checking, and Billy Harris scores an unassisted power play goal, his 24th of the year at 10:53. Isles tie it at 1. The Islanders took the lead later on in the first period. Brian Spinner Spencer, his 14th, with an assist to our Islanders' birthday of the day, Bob Cook and Lorne Henning at 16:44 that put the Isles up 2 to 1 and then the Isles score in the final minute of the first period. Brian Lefley is third from the captain Ed Westfall and Ralph Stewart at 19:46. Isles up 3 to 1 after 20 minutes of play. But in the second period, the Islanders Jerry Hart takes a hooking penalty and Stan Weir scores for the Seals his 15th. Rick Smith and Pete LaFramboise with the assists. Only goal of the second period came at 14:49. Islanders clinging to a 3-2 lead after 40 minutes. But in the third period, it got worse for the Isles. Reggie Leach scores for the Seals. His 21st, Pete Lefram boys and Stan Weir with the helpers at 344. Islanders 3, Seals 3. But then Craig Cameron, his 19th. From Brian Marchinko and Brian Spencer, halfway through the third period. 10 minutes exactly 4 3 Isles. Then Bob Cook, our Islanders birthday of the day, his 10th from Westfall and Henning at 11-16. followed by Billy Harris's second goal of the game. 25th of the year, not bad for a rookie on an expansion team. Ralph Stewart and Jermaine Gagnon with the assist at 15:47 Islanders skate away with a 6-3 win, 23 saves for Jerry DeJardin in the win, but for our Islanders birthday of the day Bob Cook one goal One assist, a 2.9, a plus one, and he had seven shots on goal. No other Islander had more than three in this game. So Cook really getting involved in the offense in this particular game for the New York Islanders. So Bob Cook, uh, the Sudbury, Ontario native, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. He turns 76 on Thursday, and we wish him all the best. I'll tell you, uh, the Islanders still practicing, trying to work some things out and make sure everybody gets healthy. And that healthy part really is going to be the key. The change in schedule, again, it's coming gradually. We're slowly but surely learning uh, how the league is going to reschedule all of these games And as it comes out, check it out. I I will tweet about it as it happens, as I did uh, on Tuesday. So hopefully we will get some more information about the rescheduled games as it comes available. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen Locked on Bets. Locked on Bets is your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, and it's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.